Mom, where are my cleats? Dad, are you going to be able to come to my play? <sighs> he forgot his lunch today? I have a science project due tomorrow. Hey, Mom, can I have some friends what over? What time does the game start? Can we please? Am I driving or are you driving? She has a performance The laundry that is out Why of can't control. Where is his jersey? Welcome to the Victory Couch Podcast with Rick and Julie Rando. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Victory Couch Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Rando. And I am Rick Rando, her husband. And we are excited to be with you again tonight on the Victory Couch. We are on the Victory Couch. I'm on the right. She's on the left. Or, I'm on the right. Well, it depends on if you like, sit when, down, when if you, you look, look at it. it. Yeah. yeah it's, we still haven't gotten to the bottom of that. I'd say I'm on the left. Yeah. When seated. When I'm, yeah. Yeah. But I like to be right. I think we had a previous episode where we said we're both right, remember? Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, we need honey, to remember we, that this evening. We know that you're right. Go ahead. Yeah. Yes, Any we know way. this. We know this. Well, here we are again. Richard, would you like to start us off this yes, week? Yes. So in case you don't know, if you are a new listener, um, Julie brings two questions to me. I bring two questions to her. Neither one of us know what the questions are, but we want to celebrate each other on this couch with questions and insight of our dichotomy of of life. So... My questions this week are pretty light, to be honest. Oh, Both of them are pretty breezy. light. Okay. Yeah, very, <laughs> very breezy. Being breezy. All mm-hmm. you friends, fans. Okay, here we go. Got it. Favorite time of the day to be productive. To be productive. Yes. Okay. Not what is your favorite time yeah. of the day. What is your favorite time of the day to be productive? I know this one pretty well about myself, because, um, can I go? I guess can I go ahead? What? So. At work, we have Office 365, and it actually tells me this. So I know when I'm most, technically it'll tell you when you spend most time on your emails, um, how many, how many hours per week you're in meetings, when your, when's your window of opportunity, when you should take a break. It tells you that too, all kinds of things. So um, in a collaborative environment, when lots of our calendars are sunk together and that sort of thing, it's kind of neat to see that type of data. But I know both from the reports I get on Office 365 and by my own doing that my most productive time of day, and I'm going to give you two, I'm going to give you the at work one, which is what I jumped right to. And then I'm going to give you just a generic of what it's like for me because um, they're slightly different. But at work, it is mid-morning. So what I mean by that, anyone who has worked with me and has paid enough attention to know is I like what many former coworkers would say is Julie's morning buffer. So my first half an hour of the day, I need to switch from mom mode to I just got backpacks squared away and get the kids at the door. For me, it's our son getting him to school. And I'm kind of like thinking about, okay, what's happening after school? And it takes a little bit for my brain to completely switch to that. So I have to get into work mode, have at least to have a cup of coffee. And so I'd say right about like from nine to let's go with nine to 11. Mm -hmm. I am my most on fire productive time between that window. And I know that, like I said, from data reports, and I know that because I've been myself at work for, you know, a couple decades. So I know my patterns, but yeah, mid morning for me. And I would like to say if it's a weekend and I'm at home and let's say I need to do laundry crazy, it's slightly later than that. It's probably more like 10 to 1 is probably my best time to hmm. get stuff done because I like to have a leisurely weekend breakfast. I like to sit down and watch maybe one cartoon with a kid, at least half of a cartoon, and then get the ground running. What's so. the uh, what's the go-to cartoon these days? Uh, we've mentioned it before, but Teen Titans Go is a big one. Mm-hmm. Craig of the Creek. Um, both of these are Cartoon Network shows, so those are probably the ones that they most... Our daughter has been doing the throwback to Live in Maddie, which is a, a Disney... It's on Disney+. Plus. It's an older Disney right. show with uh, Dove Cameron. She's a huge fan. I'm a fan of the DuckTales. Let's yeah. just not the newer ones, the old ones. Yeah, yeah. Ducktales is good. That's the one. That Tailspin. The kids watch in the car usually. Tailspin. That's a good one. We're gonna go on a deep dive 
80s rabbit hole if we keep it up because I know we love those cartoons. Garfield and Friends? That's, that was my Garfield favorite. Garfield and Friends. That was my favorite as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I love the Rescue Rangers. We haven't watched the new one yet on Disney+. Plus. I haven't seen it's it. It's out though. Yeah. All right. How about productivity for you, Rick? What is your most productive hmm. time of day to get work done? See, this is hard for me because my... My man, it's tough. Okay, so I have like ten different categories. Like, if I'm gonna speak, I want to speak at night. If I speak at night, I'm good to go. I don't know why. It's just I think it's the anticipation of if I speak first thing in the morning, I guarantee I didn't sleep the night before. Mm. Um, because not only of getting everything ready, but if there's travel, you're sleeping in a different place, and and so first thing in the morning, that I I would rather not do that. I'll do it. Because I, I, if I can go, I might go first, you know, done. I set the bar high and uh, people tend to remember first and last. Um, so if I'm speaking, I would love to speak um, in the evening. The other thing is I don't normally eat the day that I speak. I know that sounds really odd, but I will, because I do intermittent fasting anyway in the morning, so I don't have breakfast. And I usually do not speak or do not eat when I, when I speak at night. So I'll go almost the whole day of just water, maybe a protein bar or something. Cause I want to be, this sounds weird, but I want to be hungry. I want to be uncomfortable. I want to be like laser focused. And I, if I just have a big bowl of pasta and I just kind of, you know, I just don't feel like I'm razor sharp. I know this has nothing to do with productivity. Well, um, but I mean, kind of it. It's I, you know, somewhat. Okay. Related. So if I'm going to speak, I want nighttime optimal, Boom, let's go. If I'm going to run, first thing in the morning. I love to run first thing in the morning. I don't know what it is. I just wake up like a Pop-Tart and let's go. Okay? So as far as productivity for running, first thing in the morning. Speaking at night. If I'm going to go to the studio, I love teaching Little Dragons classes. They're my favorite classes to teach. It's usually uh, late afternoon. And I feel like if I'm going to teach a class, like the best class that I got, it's anywhere between three to six. That's my prime window for teaching. Right. Okay? If I'm going to do office stuff... For whatever reason, early afternoon, I feel like I could do anything, you know, and usually it, it takes me a couple hours to sort of warm up to like, I'm mm-hmm. getting this done. I'm checking this off the list. I've got this sticky note covered. We've covered sticky notes many times. Um, but I think f- for me, the other thing too, like if, if I'm doing something, whatever it is, I'm writing or if I'm being creative or if I'm doing payroll or something, I mean, something like that, like I just don't like to be bothered. Like no music, complete silence, just me and getting the work done. And I can get an obscene amount of work done if, if it's quiet and I'm not bothered. So, you know, usually in, at the studio, because martial arts, it, you know, evening based is usually in the morning, um, in the afternoon. So <laughs> office stuff, morning, afternoon, speaking, evening, running first thing in the morning and, uh, you know, teaching classes from that three to six window. Yeah. Yeah. That's timing. You ready for one for me? Yes, please. Okay. So I'll start with something you brought up. Oh, it's been a couple episodes ago about planning date nights for us. Hmm. I'd say me, but us planning date nights for us and getting Mm -hmm. things on the calendar. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask you a question because we've been together for 20 plus years Mm -hmm. and we've been married going on 16 years this Mm -hmm. year. So I want to ask you a very simple sentence. Why is it important to still date? Hmm. Well, date nights are important because it reminds us to make time for each other. Oh, I know. That's true. I know. But, you know, because we're we're crazy. We're, We're going here. We're going there. We're going just tonight. We've been at a baseball field and we've been you know karate class and uh there was a like a picnic thing that we went to and you know of course both people worked and i had a doctor's appointment this morning you know it's like bing 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 you know so uh but a couple days ago friday night we did a date night with friends of ours and it was just the four of us and uh no kids they have kids too no kids and we can sit and have an adult conversation but sometimes it's just you and i right and that's okay too because you don't always have to be quote unquote on 
or quote unquote, you know, um, conversation with other people and uh, finding out about them. And that's good. But between the two of us, I think um, it's important to keep to keep us strong. We can't pour into other people if you and I aren't connected and grounded and reminding each other that we are still in love and still a team. Yeah. You know? So sometimes, you know, in in a, in a real work setting, your boss calls you into their office and they they say, sit down, how are you? And let's talk about, you know, this, or let's talk about that, or let's talk about things that we, that you've done well, or maybe things that you can do better. You know, if that doesn't happen, you are left as an employee to fill in the blanks. As an employer, you're left to, you know, maybe fill in the holes um, that, that somebody's not doing. And that dichotomy, that relationship is, um, it's tainted, you know, especially if there's lack of communication. So you and I, we got to be on the same page. It's important. In fact, today I was just planning our next date night. Um, we'll talk about nice. that offline. But uh, yeah, what about for you? I mean, wh- when we're dating yeah. and going on dates, I mean, how do you feel? Like what's, uh, oh, what speaks it. to you? I love it. I mean, I will be completely transparent and say, while I think the last time we went out with another couple, I was really glad we did. And they were the perfect couple. And it was a great night. I remember going into that day thinking, I am complete. And I remember saying this to you in the car, like I'm completely out of it right now. Like I hope I can function enough to have conversation and, and talk to our friends because we had both poured out so much of ourselves to our daily grind that I didn't have much left to give by the weekend. Mm. And so in those moments, it's really tough because I am blessed that you are so intentional about planning that. You certainly plan the lion's share of our dates, like 100%. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love when we go out. And, you know, that also goes hand in hand. And I, I have friends who have younger children. And I know oftentimes we get the question of like, what do you do with your kids? Like my mom lives on the other side of the state and you know, we do have your mom on this side of the state, but we always say we didn't choose to have children for our parents to, you right. know, have our kids all the time. Right. Like that's just what we, we didn't choose that for our family. We didn't, you know, that that's not how we view things. And, um, I think we've had pretty open dialogue with grandparents and, and that's been a healthy balance, you know, but what's really cool about date night is specifically the most recent one. We had a newer person who we know, you know, we know her. She's in our lives somewhat, but not in the fold. And, you know, she got to be, you know, I'm going to call her, you know, Miss Stacy. She got, she got to be, you know, fun Miss Stacy for the evening. And our daughter's like, she's awesome. Like, when's she coming back, you know? Yeah. And it that's, took that's me good. a really long, as a mom, as a mom who works outside the home, it took me a really long time, at least in my brain it did, to get to the place where I was really comfortable with sharing our kids with people who maybe I didn't know super well. Yeah, and, and our house. Yeah, right. I mean, because we're... we're pretty private in that way you know surprise we have a podcast and one might not think that but we're pretty private people so to do that you know to have a date night and you have young kids of course one of the biggest things is what are we going to do with the kids but here's the thing the and some might say it's expensive it's expensive to pay for your child care it's it's expensive to go to a restaurant or wherever side note you don't have to go to a restaurant you could go to a park for a walk and do ice cream we've done that before too yes we have so there's so many excuses that i think we as a society plug in some of it as parents is oh no like I don't, i'm not leaving my kid to you know but we've built over the years i would say half a dozen people easy that we've invited into the fold because we still date and they have meant so much to us and And our kids and our kids i mean gosh i was at a soccer tournament you know three and a half hours away what like two three weeks ago and our child care provider who's relocated twice since took the time to meet me halfway to have lunch with our son you know and she had just relocated. 
I mean, it's like, this is, you know, we, we have a t-shirt for, for her. She was, she's our honorary, you know, honorary rando was the t-shirt. Yeah, I remember But that. yeah, I mean, the picture's on the fridge. It's just a good reminder. But I know that was a little bit of a, a rabbit hole. But when it comes to dating, I think not only is it healthy for you and I, it's healthy for our kids. It's yeah. healthy for them to see mom and dad want to be healthy. They want to be mom and dad, you know. And oddly, this the topic came up tonight. Um, with our daughter, she's really into reading, um, like comic books, graphic novels for young children. Mm -hmm. And she's been reading like babysitters, little sister and babysitters club graphic novels. And, you know, and some of the American girl books she's been reading recently, the girl of the year books, I told her, and I don't know why this came to me, but I said, Hey, I just thought of something. And all of the stories you've been reading lately, all of the young kids come from families of divorce they come mm. from you know the latest one she was reading tonight was the little girl was meeting her her mom's boyfriend for the first time and you know so she's like we're talking about that and you know the one she just has you know the the mom just got remarried in another book and I just realized that like hey out of all the storylines out of four different books she's reading there's no family where the mom and dad are that are you know have these children are their mom and dad and we know that obviously all families are different and there's beauty in some amazing blended families that we call family. I a hundred percent agree to that fact. And I hold in the same hand. She doesn't have any reflecting stories. She's reading where the little girls families are together. And I, that kind of struck me a little bit like, you know, I, I didn't, maybe I should, look for that intentionally it just happens to be that's how the stories are written and i'm sure that's to connect to, to families that are blended for sure well and, in that in that book series yeah well no this is this is one two different book series and two different american girls characters so that's four different storylines and four different books and i just realized that out of the four stories she's reading that's the case and so i'll bring it back you know they need to see in us. They need to see in us. They should certainly say that families come from all different types of blends. We've talked about that. But they should know that their parents do love each other, that we're committed to one another, that we often say they don't have to worry about us, you know? And we used to say when they were really little, and let's say, they're like, can you stay? You know, really, we're talking really little. Can you say, do you have to go out to dinner? This was very young. They pretty much push us out the door now. But I remember saying, do you like the fact that mommy and daddy are mommy and daddy and we're all in the same house? I used to say that. Do you remember this? Yeah. And, you know, I'd get the uh-huh and I'd say, well, mommy and daddy have to invest in each other. You know, that's just part yeah. of the puzzle. It just is. Well, you know, you can, you also, you know, I, I read this quote recently. It says, you know, if you want to know who you are, look at your checkbook and, and you know, look at your schedule. Sure. So where you spend your time and your money is is what's what you're important what's important to you and what's your value what you're placing your value in and if you spend time with each other and you know you're investing whether it's financially or, or through time uh in the other person you know that that tree is going to bear fruit you know and you know we said on a previous uh podcast i remember the trunk has to be strong for the tree to be fruitful it really right. does right so the two of us have to be strong and i think wherever you are Whatever couch you're sitting on, whatever your victory couch is right now, think of your relationships and why they're the strong ones. Why are they strong? And think of the ones that, you know, your friends that have moved away and, and or, you know, maybe um, an old boyfriend or something. Like, how did that all go south? Like, how did that go? It's, it's because it was, you know, a lack of time, most cases are commitment to each other. Sure. And, you know, look, we're not therapists here and <laughs> I'm, I don't claim to be. Big but, disclaimer. But definitely uh, not. You know, out of all the years, uh, I've been teaching martial art families almost 35 years now. And I've, I've seen, you know, families just sort of disintegrate because they don't put a priority on what's important. You know, they pour into their kids and then all of a sudden their kids grow up and you have the stranger on the other side of the couch, yeah. no pun intended. Yeah. And it's like, okay, who are you? Well, you know, I, I, I like these things. Oh yeah. Well, I like these things. Okay. Well maybe it's best if we just kind of do our own thing yeah. and, uh, instead of growing in each other and, uh, you don't have to like what the other person does, but you do have to respect it and right. exactly. give it, give it time, you know? Yeah. 
give it attention. I'm no martial artist, but I support what you do. Right. Yeah. I'm no photographer, but I support you. Yeah. What you do. I know you do. So, yeah. I just wondered that. I was I was thinking recently about, well, you know, what would you say? Like, why is it important to date? I, I think that that may sound silly to some people. Like, yeah. why do you guys go out? We do. We go out at least twice a month. And, you know, one thing, my husband does open the car door for me every time. Every time we go on a date. But we started something, too, that I do for you. Yeah, you open the car door for I me. I do. I lean over. From the inside out. From the inside. Because that's fair. That's equal. And we are an equal opportunity couple. So yeah. I I don't, uh, you know, I, I had one college student once say, I don't know, should I open the door for, for that girl? Should I not? And I'm like, what are you afraid of? And they're like, I'm afraid of her saying she's going to do it. She wants, you know, give me a look or whatever. Like, she wants to do it. And I was like oh, she'll tell you if if that bothers her. Yeah. Like, you know, it's fine. Like, I'd rather fall into the, like, at least try. Like, it's okay. I don't think, I mean, I'll, I'm I'm one woman, but, you know, I, I think that's okay, guys. It's okay to open up the door for your woman. That's totally fine. And if she's anything like me, she'll lean over and open up the car door for you, so. Or if she's, you know, um determined to do it herself she'll say something yeah like no yeah, I like, no no i'm good which i do that sometimes in other scenarios but yeah, yeah good stuff all right so that's yeah. my first one coming up that was good okay Thanks. all right okay got? all right so here's the deal yes we're talking about our kids yeah we're talking about being young we're talking about being vivacious and energetic oh, and geez. dating and all this stuff nice. okay right okay. yeah so i want you to think about this okay when are you officially grown up okay so when when are you when when do you oh, make gosh. the transformation between kid or juvenile or juvenile juvenile delinquent mm -hmm. or whatever to 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 grown up not not oh an adult okay because yeah. adult you're like oh 18 okay adult yeah no no, no. no, no. when are you like grown up in your opinion what do you got what do you got what wisdom oh, for all our young folk okay. out there i have been around all kinds of people so I'm very quick to say that a specific age does not dictate wisdom. True. It, I wrote a poem about that in my teen years, which uh -huh. sounds very teenage angsty. But um, Were you listening to the Cranberries at the moment? No, I was it? in eighth grade when the Cranberries came out. And this ah. writing was probably more like 10th grade, if okay. I remember. Okay. But no, um, so I... I'm not going to give an exact age. I will, however, give some specific things that I think equate to grown-up stuff. One okay. of them is paying your own bills in some mm. capacity. And if you're in a partnership, if you have a spouse, that could be sharing that. If you're in a partnership where you're a stay-at-home dad or a stay-at-home mom, I'm not saying like you're the only one. But if you're either in a partnership where bills are being paid and your mom or dad or grandmother or somebody's not like no one's helping you. You're in a union where you and your spouse are paying your bills and you don't have help. I think that's a grown up thing to do with a mortgage payment. If you live in the city and you don't have a mortgage payment, but you pay rent, if you're paying the majority of your bills, I'd say you're not an 18, 21 year old who's you know, not doing those things. So to me, it's not necessarily an age. And you could shoot, you could be 18 and be paying a mortgage payment. I don't know your life story. So I think it depends on what life choices you've made, what cards you've been dealt. Because I've met some amazing, very young mothers who are like 19 and 20. And I'm sorry, but they, they are a grown up. You know what I mean? It's not an age thing. I think it's where your responsibilities lie. Is anyone reliant on you and you are paying bills and with that comes a way to pay the bills or be in a relationship where that's happening? So does that mean when you get married? No, 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 no. Okay. No, that's, thank you for saying that. Yes. No, but I am, I'm protective of stay-at-home moms and stay-at-home dads. Yes. So that's why I'm very quick not to say you have to have Right. A job. If in your partnership. Well, you have it, a job if you're a stay at home. You do. Parent. I mean, a job that brings an in income. You're getting paid in a different way if you're a stay at home dad or a stay at home mom. Right. Right. Um, no, I'm not excluding this to 
the single folks because if you are single and you are relying on other people to pay your bills, you're probably not grown up all the way. Okay, so if you're single, yeah, and your mom's still paying your whatever and folding your clothes, no, yeah, you're, so you're not, not a grown up. up. No. Okay, okay, I no. got you. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, no, you need to know how to do life skills. Okay, life skills. But is any, is is someone going to marry you if you don't know the life skill? I mean, I guess, I guess it's possible. <laughs> Right, I think because there's still some people that are married that are not grown up, but they're doing grown up things. Like getting married is a grown up thing. But I know right? people who have gotten married who are not grown ups. That's what I just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, That's so marriage really is it's not a cut and dry. No. no, neither is turning eighteen or twenty one or forty for that matter. Right. Okay. So, okay. So let let's get to the the baseline yeah. here. So the baseline is that you've got to be paying your way. In some capacity, right? Sure. Okay, okay, so you're... Not all financial, though. Okay, so you're paying your way. Okay. Yes. I would say that another part of growing up is is potentially serving your family in a way that no one can. And what I mean by that is, let's say that you're 18 and you have a job, but your mom is, you know, she is um, disabled, she can't work, and... Um, and you're providing. You're, in that you're way. providing yeah. in that way. So you're not necessarily paying your bills, mm-hmm. but you're contributing to the family like no one else can. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. So I would say that that would probably be a, a, uh, a standard for being grown up. I would say if you have to go to the DMV and <laughs> you get agitated for being there, mm-hmm. I would say that you're probably a grown up. If you um, maybe enjoy going to Lowe's, I would say that you're probably a man grown up because i enjoy going oh 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 i enjoy going to or Lowe's. you're like a very good friend of ours who likes to change the color of her house and her rooms yes and decor and often ripped vanities out all by yeah herself. so yeah. so my i guess my definition is a little more simplistic and less based on the individual and and the circumstances that you know are you a producer or are you a consumer i think that line is are you producing or are you consuming? Are you are you taking? Are you, or are you giving? Exactly. Yeah. And I think when you jump that threshold to 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 be a giver, mm-hmm. I think that 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 constitutes being a grown up. No, that's good. That you are you are you are giving your time. You're giving. You're at a job, so you're giving your time to your employer, employee, mm-hmm. um, employer to potentially get a paycheck. You are giving your money over. To pay your bills, you're giving your money to rent or a mortgage, or if you are giving your time uh, to your family, if yeah. you are a stay at home, no, you good. are you are serving your family, you're serving your boss, you're serving your neighbors, you're volunteering. Maybe you're in a nonprofit. Maybe you, I don't know. Maybe you're a pastor. Yeah. You know, or or a youth pastor. You know, they put you up in, in a home that's close to the, the 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 parish. You get paid very little money. You're serving your your flock. You know. You know what I mean. That, you know, y- you are producing something instead of just consuming, instead yeah. of taking. You really stripped that down in the most perfect way. Yeah, I think. Because there's so many different, like, you know, okay, well, this person's a stay-at-home mom. Well, this person, you know, um, they volunteered at church. This person goes and, and does 4-H. Uh, and yeah. This person goes and works the soup kitchen. Yeah. Are they a grown-up? You yeah. know, they're, fifth, they're 16 but they donate their time. I, I think it also comes down to knowing who you are. So if you know who you are and you're le- and you're not trying to find yourself, yeah. then I think that you're on the verge of, of being a grown up. Yeah. Do you remember the character of Alex in Parenthood played by um, Michael B. Jordan? I do. Okay. So he is the perfect example of someone who you would not, if you saw him and he looked to be 17, right? you might go, Psst kid's not a grown-up and then you talk to him you're like dag that boy is running you know a shelter because yeah. you know his, his up you know his background i mean this is a fictional character but i'm just for example being like that's a grown that's that's a grown-up you yeah. know making grown-up choices and like you said that's gosh you really made it simple well just being it was my question. Yeah. So it would well, be you easy. had time to think about. I it. did. Jeez. I this did whole like not processing <laughs> for a while and then coming back, it's starting to kind of weigh on me. But I mean, that's hey, it's a real answer. 
because yeah. you didn't know what was coming. It's not rehearsed. Yeah, well, I don't know. And I, I'm also standing by, I don't care if you're 50, 60, 16, or 26. Age doesn't matter with this I question agree with that. to me. I agree. I agree. No. And 21 doesn't make you, you know, um, an adult. No. 18 doesn't make you, okay, now I'm, I've got it all figured out. I mean, look, I know people in their 60s that don't have it figured out. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's it's true story. Well, we're all works in progress. We around absolutely here. are. Yeah. We absolutely are. Yeah. So, all right, you ready for a lighthearted one? Ooh, I love lighthearted I know questions. No, you do. Okay, so I started out with talking about dating. This is not anywhere near on the radar of that one. So I want to ask you this one, okay? When you're on the victory couch, sometimes you like to just kind of zone out and put on a specific channel or a program mm. or something, okay? Yes. We are blessed to have a television that has lots of channels on it, okay? Mm -hmm. We might watch like four or five of them. But here's my question. If you only had one channel to consume mm. for the rest of your time on the planet, wow! what television channel... I know this is a time where everyone's streaming and all that. No, yeah. I'm not talking about streaming services. This is not... Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix, okay. I gotcha. Paramount Plus, HBO Max, none of that, okay? okay? We're talking, let's say, basic cable or like a Dish Network, DirecTV kind of okay. thing, all right? I want you to think of those types of channels. So you could go network on me. You could go NBC, okay. CBS, all ABC. Right. You could don't go give network. Me, don't give me the answers. You could give me a random specialty channel, but you, you can only choose one. So what would it be? Okay. Now, just to clarify, I can actually, like, I could go places to see other things, right? So, like, I go to Buffalo Wild Wings if there's a big game on or something, right? Um, mm, you're trying to find a loophole. I don't know if I like loopholes. No loopholes. No loopholes for you. Okay, so it's, so it's one channel. One channel. No matter what. So if I go to like a friend's house, like that's the channel they have until no, I leave. I haven't thought this through to that type of yes. loopholes and whatnot. But no. Yeah. One. You only get your eyes get to witness one channel for the rest of your life. Now, you could consume news okay. from your smartphone. I'll put that out there because I know you like to stay connected to news. So I want you okay. to take that out. This is for entertainment purposes only. Entertainment. Let's say that. Okay. I gotta go. I gotta go. It, it's 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 tough. Okay, and I'm gonna tell you some close seconds. Okay, I okay? appreciate a close. Second. All right, go ahead. DIY Network, which is now the Magnolia Network. It sure is. Okay, I I kind of like that. I kind of <laughs> like that channel. Okay, okay. All right. Homes on Homes. That's a good show right there. Okay. Um. So that that would be a close second. All right. Oh. I would say, um, Animal Planet. Uh, hmm. for a couple different reasons. I am not a big fan of the animal, but there's a couple <laughs> uh, a couple shows on there that I, I kind of like. No truer words have ever been spoken. <laughs> He's a nice guy. He's just not into animals. We're fish people, okay? <laughs> All right? Okay? Cat, All, right. All right, cat lovers, we're fish people. <laughs> Go ahead. Because Go ahead. We, we sometimes forget to feed ourselves. So that's, <laughs> that's solely where we are. I mean, we don't hate on animals. So these are all okay. runner-ups. Okay, these are all run-ups, okay, yeah. Magnolia Network. Okay. Animal, Animal Planet. Planet. Um, Pawn Stars, whatever sh whatever channel uh, that's on. A&E. A &E or I, the History Channel, I think. Yes, I like both of those. Okay. Yeah, History Channel, because I think you got you to gotta go back to your roots. And uh, I think A and E. I think A and E, right? I think it's one of those. I think it's History or Channel. Maybe both. Pawn Stars got to be on the History Channel. It could be on both. That's a legit show. I, I like that one. We go on vacation, and I could watch that all day long. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about it. I've never been to a pawn shop. It brings you joy. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've been to Las Vegas probably thirty times. I've never been to that. That's because when you speak out there, it's like 170 degrees. Yeah, I don't and you like don't to leave. No, go I don't, I, me and the sun, we don't really get along yes. that well. So, but but yeah, it, that that would be. The, but I gotta go. Yeah, what's your number one? I gotta, you, you know, and I'm and a big fan of Survivor. So that's CBS. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm. Um. You know, there. This is us. This is NBC. NBC. We love NBC. So and Fox has like, you know, they got some crazy stuff every well, once in a while. Mostly sports. Mass Singer and stuff like that. But I gotta go. ESPN. It's classic. Mm, okay. 
What's your favorite like show? I don't know what shows. I don't. I don't really than... watch this, but uh, I would catch the sports because you 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 would if you could never watch sports. Yeah. Then you'd have. I to would have miss ESPN. out. So I'd have to have ESPN. Yeah. To get to get the uh, to to see the games or at least the the highlights. Thank you for taking us on that journey, Richard. But see that you know it's yeah. it would be like oh my man I need to watch ESPN. No, no, no. you shared your, your all your sides. It wasn't I mean, that. It wasn't you're that. Okay, with a little Chip and Joanna Gaines, which I don't watch, ladies. By the way, that's not my thing, which is fine. But I don't. I they're fine and all. I just don't sit down and watch. But it's because they took over DIY Network, which that is, was my go-to. And I remember that because they were going to sacrifice my local news channels from downstate. Do you remember all this? They were going to mm. be like, oh, well, then you have to get rid of like, yeah. you know, Sue Palka and Bob Ryan and all my favorite weather people. And I was not having that. Yeah, and we yeah. moved into the house. I'm like, there's <laughs> one channel we have to have here. It's That's DIY, DIY Network. Yeah. And there, and the person at the, I think it was, we, we did the, what, it, we have <laughs> it Dish, Network. Dish Network. And they yeah. were like, what? Why? <laughs> like, because I'm not that good on everything. And I got to, I got to, st- I got to learn how to frame. To they do yeah. everything on there. This was kind of. Before I mean, this is 16 years ago. YouTube videos on stuff. YouTube, yeah. you, you don't even need it now because you could just, you know, YouTube any, literally anything. Right. How to level a floor, you know, what's a jack stud? I mean, what's a king stud? You know, like you could YouTube all of that stuff, and it just pops right up. Videos on how to do it. I mean, the whole thing. Um. You, so, but but I that's why I didn't pick that one. Yeah. Because I would have internet access, so I would be able to. So that was um, yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of shows. That's a tough one. All right. Yeah. What about you? What do you got? All I mean, because right. you're not big into sports, so. I'm medium for sports. I do love my Washington teams. Yes, but, I know. Um, okay, I've obviously given this a teeny bit of thought. Yes, because it was your question. <sighs> All right. Here's what I came up with. And this <laughs> okay. is going to sound very white girl Christian on this one. I'm going with Up Network, Okay. If you don't know Up Network, here's all you need to know about me and Up Network. The only reason I really watch it is because it plays syndicated episodes of Gilmore Girls. Okay. okay. <laughs> and my number one comfort show of all time is Gilmore Girls. So I don't watch. I have friends who love uh, one of my best friends watches Bringing Up Bates, I think is what it's called or mm-hmm. like something. Uh, I don't know. But there's a kid on there named Lawson. I don't know what it's called. She said it before. I think, I don't know. But all these shows about like these massive, huge families and, you know, reality or show. Not my thing. That's cool. I did watch Sean and Kate Plus 8 back in the day. But I'm not, anyhow, not knocking it. But just because I need the comfort of Gilmore Girls in my life and I don't know if I have access to my DVD collection or streaming service where I could do it, I need to know that I can watch Fold Laundry 2 if I have a bad day, come home to and watch Gilmore Girls. Lorelai and, Gilmore. And she's my fave, you know, Lauren Graham. She's Mrs. The best. Kim. Mrs. Kim, good people. You know, there's nothing like some funny, strict humor from Mrs. Kim, some, you know, wit from from my favorite, the one and only Lauren Graham. And, you know, a little little Korean takeout and then the love from all the townies. And See, here's the thing. Know, Lauren Graham could be listening right now. <laughs> okay? Real quick, shout out. What are you going to say to your, your BFF that doesn't know that she's oh. your BFF? Lauren Graham, right now, here's your chance. Lauren, now, now listen. If oh, you're geez. paying attention right now, my wife has been obsessed with you for 20 plus years. Okay, so Lauren, if you're listening, go. Juliana, hit it. Lauren, I really just need to sit down at the table with my celebrity, this could be a future question, my celebrity dinner party, you are at the head of the table and at the opposite end is Oprah Winfrey. And in between, I got it filled in with Annie F. Downs and Kelly Clarkson and Sandra Bullock and all my favorites. And we're going to have a grand old time. So all I'm saying is you could be the first piece of the puzzle and, uh, you know, you'd be one of my trivial pursuit pieces of the pie and, and certainly one of the best and just, I, and you know you have the the DC area tie as as I do and you know so Lauren that, just uh, so. send us an email and uh, <laughs> we'll figure out when and where. Also, you'll need to reach out to the other celebrities because yeah, we don't know we any don't of have them. Any contact and with them, um, you know? yeah. In fact, how about this? Why don't you host it at your house? We'll come to you, and we will bring takeout. That sounds perfect. And you know, I I'm I'm harmless is all I'm saying. Harmless. <laughs> 
and I I can be how valid s- for and her. I'll try, She's harmless. I'll try not to be uber fan. I'll just like talk to you as I would want to just hang with a friend and you know share okay. a cup of coffee or a drink or All whatever right. and just so hang out. It's out in the world now. It'd be awesome. So yeah, I, if I had to only pick one channel, it would be a network which I only watch because it shows Gilmore Girls on rerun. There you go. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. It's a fine network. I just don't sit down and watch all the little like Hallmarky movies that are on. And yeah, that's not really my jam. But my jam is Gilmore Girls. Got to have it. Good stuff. Done. So um, did we complete all of our questions? We did. And now wow. it's time to talk about the couch crumbs. crumbs. How about you kick couch us off? Couch crumb of the week. What was oh, your crummiest man. crumb crumb deep in the cushions this week? What man. is it? So I'm walking at the mar- or my martial arts studio. I have an 8,000 square foot building. So I am uh, head of marketing, head of HR. I am head of maintenance. I am uh, janitorial staff. Lead. Uh, I'm head janitor, yeah. uh, which parking attendant. If yeah, hundred percent. Whatever you got. Um, as and I'm walking around the grounds mm-hmm. as I do every few days, just to make sure everything is in good working order. It is the best for our clients and our people. And I hear in the ceiling, I hear strange noises um, coming from our uh, our lobby hallway area, and it turns out they're uh, is it a bird? Birds, Uh, multiple birds in the HVAC system. Now, how, pray tell, as a listener, would you say how do birds actually get into the HVAC system? Well, it's a very complicated thing, and the birds in our area are quite. Um, uh, rigid in their ability to um, infiltrate, how about that word, infiltrate um, the building, and they have been doing it for years. This is not the first time that the birds get into the HVAC system. They chew chew through the wiring uh, outside, the mesh wiring that covers all the grates and stuff that let the air in and let the air out. So yeah, and we had one die in there. So they were building nests, and we had to get rid of them first, and then we had to get rid of the nest, and then we had to try to locate said dead bird because it was hot last week, and it smelled. Couch crumb of the week. And these are the joys that you don't even bring home. This is the first time I'm telling you about it. Yeah, so. I leave it at the door, honey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how about that? Dead, smelly birds. I mean, that's the glamour that no one gets to see. There you go. There you go. You want to run a business? Get ready for birds. There you go. Dead ones at that. What about you? What do you got? I'm just going to give you a couple words. My jaw situation is back. (laughs) (laughs) Give us the update on that. How's the uh, mouthpiece going? I think I wore it three or four total nights and not even the whole night through. It is one of the most uncomfortable things to sleep with a piece of plastic wedged into your mouth. And obviously you're going to have like some drool sliding out. Not my thing. Can't do it. I would rather be uncomfortable then I think that's what it's coming down to. I sacrificed like, okay, but here's the thing. I got back to normalcy. I got to enjoy, you know, some chips and queso without being in pain. I can't eat anything crunchy and it only flared up over the weekend. I will say we had a very stressful weekend this past week. We did have a pretty stressful weekend. And I think that's what flared it up. We had like six kids activities in one day. So maybe, maybe it's associated with, uh, with stress. Well, yeah, that's what we need another date night. Yeah. Prop I mean your feet up. Prop your feet up. Moment of the week, Jules. What do you got? Okay. Prop your feet up. Moment of the week. What happened that was magnificent this week? Okay. Well, I'm I, okay. I'm going to give you something that I have done. That's coming to fruition tomorrow. Okay. okay? So I know it's not going to sound like it's coming to fruition. And um, I'm just going to say it. I took off to be with our kids. That's cool. In the middle of the week. And it's kind of a special day for them. They have accomplished a lot the past few months. They've, you know, hit some milestones. And as I like to say in in my previous life, which means my job that I'm quote unquote a retiree from, which is hilarious at my age bracket. But Mm -hmm. I like to say from, um, from previous life work experience where I would never just up and randomly be like you know what i'm gonna take a it's actually a day and a half i'm gonna take a day and a half and just be with our kids in the middle of the week and that's allowed. But you know what it's summertime these kids have really accomplished a lot they're about to start some big time summer commitments that they both have 
And before that goes, I, I had someone who is, um, you know, a few years my senior today, who's a mentor of mine, who has grown children, college and, and beyond, and said, hey, looking back, I'm telling you right now, you'll never regret that type of thing. And I yeah. said, you know what? I, I know that my previous self who thought, you know, I didn't want to look be looked down upon because I'd, you know, take a day in the middle of the week and it wasn't a family vacation or it wasn't fill in the blank. I don't even have the day fully planned. All I know is we're going to have fun. They're allowed to bring a friend. We're going to hang out and really just have like, here's what Dylan said. Can I get a funnel cake somewhere? And I'm like, <laughs> well, that means going to an amusement park like nearby, like a little family one. Like, sure. If that means funnel going cakes to like, good. you know, bumper boats or mini golf or I don't know, just just something doesn't fun. matter. So, memories, memories. So memories. I'm going to say my prop your feet up moment is the fact that I have no reservations at all to be like proud that I chose about a week and a half ago like hey I'm going to take a day and a half in the middle of the week and just be with the kids and celebrate hey it's summertime hey they've accomplished a lot and guess what I'm going to be right there I'm not going to be in an office setting behind a computer too busy I'm not going to do that you know as I also like to say there's no trophy at the end of how long you worked at your work day true there's no trophy to say, oh, I just finished this massive project and oh, look at me. I'm not that person. I'm not that person. I might have had a glimmer of that in me um, a long time ago. I've never even had a ton of that in me. But I'll tell you what, I am proud that I can say my prop your feet up moment is that I put in time just to be with our kids and just do whatever and have fun. So there Nothing you go. Nothing wrong with prop that, Prop those kid. feet up. Prioritizing fun. There you go. There's my prop your feet up. Hashtag prioritizing fun yeah there you go we've got to do more of it you know Mm -hmm. we really do i agree yeah life's too short i agree all right you talked about the birds yeah let's end on a good note what was the good thing so my dad's brother Hmm. sent an email to the family saying that he recovered tapes that my dad sent to his mom it would be my grandmother while he was in vietnam oh my gosh he had these tapes turned into mp3s get out and he shared the mp3 with me and my sister my mom and i got to hear my dad at 18 or 19 years old from vietnam explaining what he was doing and what he was seeing and it was amazing when was this this week prop your feet up wow it was amazing i my dad the family in pennsylvania then right my dad never talked about vietnam never my dad was a dog handler in vietnam and he was one of very few dog handlers over there and the dogs would they would sniff out the enemies they would sniff out bombs i mean it was crazy these dogs how highly trained they were and my dad's dog's name was Tammy, and he was over there for one year. Um, and the dog themselves, they had a bounty on the dog's head. Like any enemy that were able to capture and basically kill one of these dogs, like they, they, they would give it, were given a huge reward. Hmm. In fact, the dogs had a higher bounty than, the, than, than my dad, wow. than the soldier. Because the dogs meant that much to our fight against, you know, um, against the uh, the enemy that they wanted these dogs destroyed. Wow. So, yeah, my dad, uh, he never talked about Vietnam. Hmm. He said he saw things and he did things that were just um, that you couldn't talk about. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he, he went to a really deep place with that. I know that. I mean, we're getting really deep here, but my, my dad, if he would fall asleep on the couch um, and he would, there would be a loud noise, he would wake up and it would mm. be right back where he was mm. like in battle. Yeah. So we had to be very careful not to, uh, to make loud noises when he was asleep mm. because he, he, that was not a good thing. And, you know, I can't imagine, you know, being over there and, you know, having, bo- um, you know, um, bombers fly over your head. And being bombed and 
throwing grenades. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just, it's a war. I mean, it's, I can't even, my young 43 year old mind just can't comprehend that. But yeah. to hear his voice and mm-hmm. hear how happy he was wow. and that he did not, cause it was a, it was a, it was a voice message to my grandmother. So it'd be to his mom. Yeah. Everything's great over here, mom. You know, um, he said he had, a, he was about halfway through on this recording. So he said he had 183 days left, I think. And, uh, he was talking about his buddies and there was, there's like old country music lightly playing in the background. There's mm-hmm. planes going over top. He's talking about his, his friends and his living conditions and old girlfriends and <laughs> <laughs> things like that. It was really special. It was a half an hour and just, I was wow. glued. I was glued every word. Where did he find the tapes? Um, they, I guess, I guess over, the, it was a real, real to real, I guess. Okay, yeah. And there's a couple more that, um, he found wow. and he took the time to, to upload them. And because there's so much background noise in it that they had to use a special filter, which is amazing. The technology we have an audio filter that just sort of singles out his voice mm-hmm. and a handful of other, you know, things, but all the rumbling is gone. And, you know, the guy's talking in the back, it's not there. Wow. And his voice is very him, hmm. his voice inflection. And he just yeah. he has a higher pitch voice at that <laughs> point because he's obviously he's younger. Sure. And uh, it was really special. That I mean, it was, awesome. it was, I was crying. Yeah, that's so special. Like, there's my dad, like a time capsule. Oh, I'd love to hear that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really 55 cool. years ago. I mean, it's just Jeez. crazy. Wow, that's definitely. And, and you know, the, cool. the, the reason that's the prop your feet up moment for me is, is it's not something I did, but it's something I experienced, and mm-hmm. I got a chance to kind of see, like like um, a layer that was never accessible yeah. before. Yeah. And because uh, you only had twenty four years and some change. On yeah, and he never talked had. about Vietnam. Yeah. Never. That was off limits. We were not allowed to talk about it. Mm. You know, so oh, that's special. It was cool. Yeah, that's cool. So you know, wherever you are out there, uh, wherever you're listening. Just know that uh, life's really short, yeah. And you got to have those moments where you prop your feet up, but you got to have those moments where you celebrate the wins, celebrate the wins. And I think that's what we do best on the Victory Couch, right? Yeah, the littlest thing, honestly. This week, we just want to say thank you for sticking around with us. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for being a friend and just taking in another discussion as we land on the victory couch so until next time we hope that you make some memories we hope that you make decisions that are small and grand and everything in between and make sure that you at least share with yourself and hopefully with uh, one other person in your life a victory today so thanks so much have a good night we'll see you next time We are Rick and Julie Rando, and you've been listening to the Victory Couch podcast. You can follow the Victory Couch on Instagram, Facebook, and thevictorycouch.com. Count your lessons, your blessings, and your victories. We'll save a seat for you right here next time on the Victory Couch.